ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. I am so excited to have you listening with me today because I am joined by one of my sweet friends, Katie Davidson. So Katie, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Katie is a really sweet friend. Um, The Lord kind of just gave us this friendship probably a year, year and a half ago. She has two kids. Um, Her oldest daughter is close to Eden's age, and then her son is close to Knox's age. And our kids are kindred spirits. They love each other. (laughs) They They love both both the girls and the boys and... Like, yeah, yeah. Our girls are good together. Our boys are good together. You you know, her boy, my girl, my boy, her girl, you know. One they, big family. Yes. <laughs> it is so fun. And they are so similar, our girls and our boys. We often say we could trade kids and never really even know because it's almost like we have the same kids. They are so fun. They, all four of them, just have this passion for learning and God's creation. And that has been One of my favorite aspects of our friendship is at any time we learn about some crazy new animal out there and who am I going to text? I'm going to text Katie and be like, you'll appreciate this. Get on YouTube and watch this video. Or, you know, you text me the other day. Um, What were your kids doing out in the backyard? 30 minutes digging tunnels for earthworms. Oh my goodness. And they were collecting them and taking them all to the garden. They were having so much fun. Oh yeah. And so it's awesome you know, if you if you have that friend, you know what I'm talking about. It's great to have that friend that, you know, you can just be yourself. Our kids love books. Oh, We're yes. always back and forth like, oh, look at this book that I got. Or, you know, my kids are loving this. So it's just fun to have that kindred spirit with a mom friend, but also with our kids to see them bond. And, you know, beyond just the sciencey friendship that we have. <laughs> um, the Lord has just really knit Katie and I's hearts together. Um, really just as we've come to know the Lord more and grow in our friendship. One thing I love about Katie is I feel like every time we're together, somehow the conversation always comes back to the Lord and it's always so uplifting and encouraging. Um, and I leave either encouraged or challenged, and that is a blessing to me. One thing that Katie has done such an amazing job at with her kids that I've just really kind of stood back and watched and um, really been blessed to see is how she has taken her kids and their unique personalities. You know, all of our kids have unique personalities, different things that um, are strengths, weaknesses, Um, things that don't work for them, things that do work for them. Katie has really invested time and really sacrificed of herself in different areas to figure out what is the best um, really life setup for her kids, what reaches their heart, what um, goes beyond surface stuff and really helps them to learn and grow and thrive and come to know their Savior. So I've been so excited and um, really encouraged just to watch that and then try to learn from that and implement that in my own motherhood. But Katie, do you mind to share kind of some of the process of what that looks like for you? Because I think all of us that are listening, you know, all of our kids 
are their own unique creation. God's designed it that way. Um, but as I've said before in other podcasts, we are all created for a specific purpose. Nothing about us or our kids was a mistake. God gave them their unique everything for a reason. There are just things that, especially in the little years, you have to cultivate. Um, so what has that looked like for you? How did God bring you to that? I think it's really interesting <clears throat> to hear you word it that way because in my perspective, the Lord was bringing me to the end of myself. It was a situation where I felt like I wasn't connecting with my kids. And um, I mean, maybe it was over dramatic, but you feel like you're hitting rock bottom mm -hmm. and um, things are just not improving. And I thought every time I would talk to someone, um, there was a lot of good advice, but sometimes it would be a list of things that I needed to do or um, things that I could work harder at or do better or be more consistent. And on my perspective, I knew there was no way I could be more consistent than I was. Pretty much, I felt like we were stuck in the correction mode 24-7. And that could day. be a lonely place to be when you oh. feel like you're giving everything you have People tell you to give more, and you're like, I have no more to give. Yes. It, it does bring us to the end of ourself. <laughs> well, and everybody's children are different, and um, there were some things that I was dealing with that maybe were different for them, which is okay. I The Lord really comforted my heart with some things I was reading about some other moms in the Bible, and the passage about Mary knew these things and mm -hmm. pondered them in my heart, or pondered them in her heart, and sometimes the Lord can give you something special where another mom many years ago knew so many wonderful things and she couldn't share them with anyone that they were her special things mm -hmm. that the Lord was doing in her heart with her family. And um, I got to a point where I just prayed that the Lord would show me what I could do different. I felt almost at a point where he was just um, wouldn't let me past my inability. Mm -hmm. It was, if I knew something better to do, I would have done it. I was so willing <laughs> to do anything <laughs> to help. And um, I had two wonderful children. When my second child was born, my oldest was two. And we had, at that time, um, some health needs, um, some several hospital visits, and a lot of people didn't even know when that would happen. Mm -hmm. um, there, it was. Could, it was just a. There's an emotional side of we had a couple of things that were um, very life threatening for her, yeah. and trying to navigate through what we needed to do with her while raising her. Of course, she's two. Um, open. She has she had some allergy things, which made her very uncomfortable and um, emotional. And she is a very strong will. She is a determined little cookie, which she needed to be. But I have uh, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! But and she met the challenge. Anything that I did, she raised up higher. It wasn't even about what we uh, the. Thing that we were talking to her about mm -hmm. she was just always it was like just meeting the challenge and trying to be stronger and at the same time I don't know anybody that loves harder mm -hmm. than that girl and I don't know anybody that um, just 
has such a heart for others and wanting them to be included, wanting them to feel a part. And um, it softened my heart in wanting to reach her because I, if I gave her a list of things to do, um, sometimes the circumstances change. She was, she was very um, meticulous in the way she played with her toys. They all mm-hmm. had to be organized and sorted. And so lists and order was very important for her. Um, schedule was very important mm-hmm. for her. But I couldn't always offer her that schedule with a newborn. You know, there would be interruptions, and she was going to have to learn to flex around that. And anyway, basically, the Lord just took all of these things and brought us to a point where we could not do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And I um, became very burdened for her that I felt like we, we almost got to a point where we were locked down at home. This is even before covid because I physically could not take the two of them out in public. they I could not keep her reined in, and I couldn't carry him, and I didn't have the physical ability to maneuver with the two of them, mm-hmm. which gave us time at home. And I thought, I want to make the most, while I'm not able to be out, I want to make the most of time, most of this time that mm-hmm. I have with her, and I want to be intentional with what I have. I loved her so much. Yeah. Um, one day... I needed to take a package to a store, and um, it was probably a similar situation many people would have where you've got um, two kids and you're trying to carry something else, <laughs> and she would not listen. It was one of those days. She she really did have a... Uh, it was difficult for her to concentrate mm-hmm. early on, and the Lord's helped us to find some answers for that now, but um, she would be very impulsive and you always had to be ready and um, she was getting ready to jump in front of a car and I had my newborn was halfway had him in the seat and I she was not listening to my voice I reached out to stop her and when I did she fell and she skinned her knees on top of already skinned knees from that morning and um, from another impulsive moment but it was the biggest deepest strawberry Mm. it was awful she was just had the biggest meltdown. It hurt her so bad. I emptied my hands with the baby, put him in his car seat. I had to take her around and I had to tell her I was sorry. We were on our way home. But um, the Lord really got my attention in that, that it was, there's some things that it's one thing to, you're dealing with correction and instruction and you're trying to help them, but the purpose of it is for their safety. You Mm -hmm. love them. You want to care for them. And I, if she could just understand that yeah. and that I was not trying to withhold something great for her running across the street. Um, there's another time where she like pointed at the cars and just yelled at it and said, you will not squish me. Like She was just <laughs> a determined. I mean, you just have no idea what we were dealing with. Well, you know, and okay, so this podcast isn't only for parents with strong-willed kids, but we both have a strong-willed kid. So I want to throw in here quickly something that a wise older mom shared with me. So if you're listening and you're like, that's my kid, I have a strong-willed kid, and I have other kids I have to keep up with, in talking about just really investing yourself in learning your kids and helping them be all that God created them to be, I don't know that anybody is better suited to do that on the earth than a mom. Because 
When you have the strong-willed child, they tend to be challenging. Um, so outside influences are great. This is more in the little years. As they grow, you know, think maturity brings along some wisdom and um, yes. restraint. <laughs> but in the little years, um, outside influences are good. But, you know, in Sunday school, in school, in whatever public sphere they're in, they're often one of many. Um, the outside influence isn't always able to give your child that one-on-one really mine the depths of their heart and figure out what best environment helps them to thrive. Um, And that's okay. I'm not expecting that of a Sunday school teacher that has a class of 20. But that said, it could be frustrating for those little strong-willed kids that are trying to figure out who they are and who God created them to be. So I think mom is the person that steps in, that knows, okay, this is a weakness, but this is a great strength. Yes. Our strong-willed kids have some strengths that God is going to use. And Simeon and I struggled with that for a while. Him, Neither him nor I are really strong-willed. Um, I feel like for a while we kind of felt like it was a broken part of the personality that needed fixed. And God really worked in our hearts that, no, I created them this way. It just needs cultivated and steered towards me. And um, so the wise advice that I got was, you know your kids, you get to see all aspects of who they are. Be their cheerleader. Because not everybody is going to be, especially if they might be the one that is confrontational or impatient or disruptive. (laughs) Be the one that cheers your kids on. Not everybody is going to be the one that says, hey, God created for you for a purpose. Everything about you, he has designed. Let's figure out all that God has for you. But mom and dad, we can be that for them. So just throw that in there in talking about strong-willed kids. Just an encouragement. Champion your kids, whatever their personalities are. Um, just let them hear often. God has a plan for you. Um, our kids are still little. They're not saved yet. Um, So we really are in this stage of, yes, we need to correct behavior, but beyond that, we need to get down to their hearts. We need to lead them to the shepherd. And that's really what Katie is going to share today. The majority of her message is leading her kids to the shepherd. And that's what the episode is called, Guiding Our Kids to the Shepherd. So you said God brought you to the end of yourself. Did he leave you there? No, he did not. Um, When we were... In that stage of trying to work through behavioral things, um, the Lord reminded me as a child of some comfort that I had um, of a story about the 23rd Psalm and the shepherd. And there was a book that an author had written about the life of a shepherd. I'd like to give you guys a few resources um, that Katie recommended a book and then um, just a passage of scripture that God has used in our hearts as we have been guiding our children to the shepherd. Um, First and foremost is God's word, um, the Bible, and teaching our kids the Bible to lead them to the shepherd. Um, In John 10, it talks about the shepherd. Um, But the classic passage on the shepherd is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The book that Katie mentioned is called A Shepherd Look at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller. Um, Katie mentioned that this book was really helpful to her as she used it to study alongside Psalm 23 because this book was actually written by a shepherd. So some of Psalm 23, um, what is better understood when you see it through the eyes of a shepherd. Um, and you know, Katie will mention throughout this episode different ways that you can see that. But I just wanted to give you those two resources. Um, you know, obviously this passage in Psalm 23 from God's Word, but also the book, A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller. In Psalm 23, David wrote about uh, some of his experiences guiding the shepherd, but it was a more common trade in those days. And so there were some little details that maybe were more familiar back then that we're not as familiar with because we don't take care of sheep. Mm-hmm. And um, he talked about some of the things the shepherd did for his sheep. And that was a big turning point for us with our children because it gave me a key to their heart when I was talking to them um, about why that we needed to have these rules and why we needed to deal with sin in our heart, what sin was, what could sin do, and um, more than that, who the shepherd was Mm -hmm. and why he cared about whether or not we had sin in our heart. Um, I think I got to the point in spending so much time in correction that I just had to take a step back and see um, what is my end game here? Yeah, that's what is, good. What's my goal? Like, I'm going through all of these reasons of why we need to obey, but why do we need to obey? Yeah, and I know I've had those days where it's like, all I've done is correct, correct, correct. Daddy comes home and I'm like, you're just going to have to correct till bedtime because I'm <laughs> yes. done. I can't correct anymore. And I do feel like if you don't have that end goal yes. in mind, it can become, especially in those little years, it can become just exhausting. Yes, and that became a new door for us because we, I, with all of the um, love for animals and different things, that was something relatable to her. Yeah. She was very maternal. She loved her. She loved playing baby dolls. She mm-hmm. loved playing with her animals. She loves playing veterinarian. And that was something she understood in her little small mind. And so we started, sometimes we would be in a head-to-head combat, you know, talking about something, an issue that she was not willing to let go of. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, there was a shepherd that had a little sheep and we started talking about different things about this little sheep. And she would, she stopped her screaming Mm -hmm. and she would start to listen. Another thing I would have to do with her, I um, got to a point where I had learned that I had to speak softly. So she had to try to listen. She wanted to know what I had to say, but if I got louder, she got louder. And, and so, how often do we get louder and louder? Oh, every <laughs> guilty. <laughs> and she started to listen. And so she wanted to know what, what are you talking about? And we talked about the shepherd, how he had this baby sheep. He loved this baby sheep. And, um, you're going to have to get the book because it's so full mm. of things, but I'm going to tell you some of the three the three things that I used with her 
um, the Lord used some other things with me. But one thing about a sheep, they're very needy. They do not, uh, they need lots of attention and care and um, grass. They eat grass and they will eat whatever grass they can get to. Even if it's bad grass, that's going to make them sick. And the shepherd loves his sheep so much, he takes them to the pasture with a beautiful green grass that is healthy for them and helps them, and they love it, and it satisfies them. And um, she understood that. We talked about the waters, how that they would just drink water, and some of the water would be too fast for them, and they couldn't, get, and they were so thirsty, mm-hmm. and he could take them to the still beautiful waters. Um, we would get very descriptive in the beginning about what the field looked like where they were maybe there were some flowers or things you know we would get conversational Mm -hmm. about it and we painted a vivid picture yeah you engaged her in it oh we did but the other thing was the path and the path was my favorite because um there were times where she she was she's also kind of an adrenaline adventure Mm -hmm. person and so there were some paths that looked really exciting (laughs) and they were rocky but the sheep's feet could not hold onto the path and they would fall and they could get hurt. And the shepherd, um, you hear the rod and the staff, a lot of times you would think about discipline, but there were so many times where it was about rescue as well. Mm-hmm. And um, if the sheep would go on the path he was not supposed to go on, he would fall and the shepherd would have to pull him back. And um, there was other things that he could do with the rod and the staff when you read the in the psalms it says the rod and the staff they comfort me mm-hmm. which discipline does not always sound like a comfort but there were some times where the shepherd would use that staff to comb through their fur and to see if there were any bugs or anything that were unhealthy for them that would cause sickness and um, so we talked about dealing with the sin and so that we could be free from that and when we were free from that we were at peace and we could rest and we could have joy and um it became a dialogue with the children so that when we were having a problem, um, we would get our eyes off of the situation and onto the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there was a conflict with something that she wanted to happen that couldn't happen. And I could say, you know, we can't see down the path, but the shepherd can. Oh, it could be something like a birthday party that we desperately wanted to go to <laughs> and someone got sick. and. That was the end of the world. Yes. Oh, my. (laughs) And so we would pray and be like, you know, we cannot see down this path. We do not know why that the shepherd is redirecting, but we're going to pray about it, that he will help us to walk through and um, the right path because he knows what we can't see. And Mm -hmm. it came to a point where it's okay if we don't know why something is happening Uh, But we can look to the shepherd. He can help us. It was a perspective of um, someone that loved us. He knew us. He cared for us. He wanted the best for us, and he wanted to guide us in the best way. Now, I sometimes would stray away from the shepherd, and uh, there was danger there. There were animals. She also Mm -hmm. would love to talk about the animals that would come attack the sheep. And the shepherd would have to protect him from those wild animals. And the sheep that were farthest away from the shepherd were the ones that were most likely to get hurt. And if there was danger, you need to snuggle up close to the shepherd so that you can have safety there. You want to hear his voice. You want to know where to go. And if you're too far away, you won't be able to do that. So that gave us a dialogue and it changed why she was doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, I the Lord kind of brought me to the point where it was not about 
perfecting behavior. This is the list of things that I want you to do today. This mm -hmm. is what is acceptable. This is what you need to do. And it moved from that more to um, her heart. And what's the Lord doing here? She doesn't know the Lord yet. She's not saved. She doesn't have his spirit living in here, guiding her. But we can teach them of who God is and how God sees them and what his desire is for their life even now. Mm -hmm. And that gave me a lot of freedom in what in um just how we were talking and how we were working and what we needed to do. I love that. And I think that is how I first got introduced to this idea is just one day, I don't know if we were at your house, you were at our house, but I heard you talking with Rebecca and you were in that quiet voice talking about hearing the voice of the shepherd. And that kind of led me into asking more about, well, you know, how exactly do you incorporate the shepherd? But I love that um, idea of calming the moment, quieting your heart, and turning to scripture, talking about the truths of who the shepherd is. And one of the things that as I've been praying through this and just studying through the shepherd on my own that I love about the shepherd is that he is tender yes. in all of his care of us, whether it is a gentle moment of calming and taking care and feeding, or whether it is catching and rescuing from the rocky path, or if it is even in correcting them for a wrongdoing, he is tender, he is loving, and he's constant. You know, he's not angry one moment, happy one moment. No, he's, he's constant. He is always gentle. He is always tender with them. Um, he always cares for them and wants the best for his sheep. Sheep yes. are really stupid animals, honestly, <laughs> if we just be honest. Um, and they just go their own way. They do their own thing. Um, but the shepherd loves them in spite of it and guides their guides them. And I love that idea um, of really just reaching down to the heart. And I think, I mean, th that still requires discipline and correction, but it's a whole different level. It's instead of, hey, you're in trouble because I told you to quit throwing toys or you're not being nice to your brother. It takes it to a whole nother level of, okay, what's going on in our heart? This is an action, but where's the root of it? down in our heart, you know, are, are we angry? Are we being selfish? And I feel like when we correct the heart, when we try to reach the heart, we set our kids up for one, obviously being able to know the shepherd and his care and who he is, who we are and how we should be as we seek to become more like the shepherd. Um, but Katie and I have been talking, you know, one day our kids are not going to be in our safe nest where mommy's hovering all the time and constantly reminding them of the shepherd. And there's also more than one shepherd. Mm -hmm. I was very moved at the um, perspective in this book that a sh um, the flock, the sheep are a reflection of the care of the shepherd. Not all shepherds care for the sheep mm -hmm. the same way. And um, there's the shepherd that has, the, there were so many different different bugs and things that would come into the flock and they would spread from sheep to sheep and you have to be um, very quick and on top of it to apply the medicine and separate the sheep and get take care of that but there's a lot of or I don't know how many there mm -hmm. are but there are 
shepherds that maybe don't don't take that care with yeah. their sheep and let things spread. And um, you know, we have the good shepherd. God is loves us, but that's not a reflection of all shepherd. And we can be listening to the wrong shepherd mm-hmm. even, you know, and talking to them as they grow up. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need to have Katie on another podcast because kind of along this lines, we've talked about instilling things in our kids' hearts that as they grow up, as they get out on their own, whatever path they choose, putting things in their heart now that they will never be able to get away from that will constantly turn their mind and their heart back to the truths that was instilled in them when they were little. Um, We talk about that a lot in creation as we all kind of get excited about different things outdoors. Um, So maybe that's a future episode. But even in this idea of the shepherd, instilling in them such, especially at this early age, relating so many aspects of life to who the shepherd is, how he takes care of us, how he treats us, how we are to respond to the shepherd so that one day when mommy's voice might not be in their ear, mommy's voice is in their heart. And God is, I mean, you said at the beginning, God has given us these treasures to invest in. They're not burdens to shove off on somebody else. You know, we utilize TV, but you know, or just (laughs) shove in front of the TV. No, this is such a unique opportunity where it does require sacrifice. It does require investing a lot of our time and energy and persistence. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, it's being intentional with the time you have. Yes. Because everybody has a different amount of time. And that was one of my concerns early on because I was like, how can I give her what she needs? Mm -hmm. And it helped me to take a step back. And that was one of the reasons that I was drawn to the shepherd because I wanted to be intentional with what when I did talk to her or correct her, I wanted it to be a teaching time, not just a, we need to smooth this out and Mm -hmm. keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So I know you've kind of mentioned this in different aspects throughout the podcast, but as we kind of wrap up here, what has been your kids' response to training them in light of the shepherd? As you are trying to get beyond surface of behavior, get down to their hearts, has it changed their response um, to you, to correction, as you've really seen things in light of the shepherd? It really has. It's helped them with their understanding of who they are and that God created them. He has an intention for every detail of their life. He's got a plan for them. And if you listen to his voice and follow his path, you can see so many wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's helped them understand the problem of sin and some of the consequences of harboring that in your heart and why we want to deal with it. Um, And it's just given us a a direction when we're talking um, to go to the shepherd. I just want them to have a desire or an understanding. They're not saved. Mm -hmm. So what if they get to that point where they are going to personalize the sin in their life and they're going to understand they they have a need? That's the whole reason we're working with them Mm -hmm. with the sin is we want to know the cost of keeping the sin in our life and we want them to know it needs to be dealt with. We want them to be free from that. Um, with the sheep, they'll talk about sometimes their coats, they would become cast sheep. They'll mm-hmm. roll on their back and they can't get back over. Well, then they're going to die because they can't get food and water and the sheep, the shepherd may have to shear their fur. Um, maybe there's some 
disease or something that um, with bugs that get in there for different reasons that he's going to have to care for them. But by relieving that burden and dealing with those things that um, frees the sheep to be able to live and to have that rest and the peace that he desires to have. And um, that's why we want to instill in them the scripture. That's why we want to talk to them about who God is, because we want them to come back to him for their answers. And we can lay that foundation now so that when they face a trial, we may or may not be with them Mm -hmm. uh, when that trial comes, but we can lay the foundation in their heart now. You see that in scripture. Oh man, that could preach on its own. (laughs) The women that invested in their children early and And trust their heart to the shepherd. Yes. And weren't with them as Mm -hmm. an adult when the Lord brought those truths to light for some big story and, you know, that Mm -hmm. God had planned, but... And I love that. And you know, it God's word is so amazing that yes, it takes mommy reading it herself and giving it to the littles when they can't read it for themselves. But God's word can reach into the hearts of two-year-olds and four-year-olds. God's just made his word for all people. And I love that that our shepherd was so caring that he gave us his word that no matter who you are, what age you are, he wants us to know his truth. And he's made a way for us to know his truth. And I love that. And one other question I was going to ask you. So I know in my own life, and we're getting ready to transition just quickly to how the ideas of the shepherd have impacted you. But in my own life, some of the best Bible study that I have had is studying who God is, the different aspects. In this podcast, we're talking about that specific aspect of him being the shepherd. Um, I know your kids aren't saved yet, but have you seen their hearts become endeared to Christ, their shepherd? Um, Maybe in a new way. Like I said, I I know they're not saved, um, but have you seen them, as they've grown in their understanding of the shepherd, have you seen them maybe in small ways starting to fall in love with his care of them? Yes, I see that... um they see him as a protector Mm -hmm. and they see him as somebody that's going to fight for them and somebody that has taken care and thought in what he's put in their life. And those are things that we can um, highlight for Mm -hmm. them and help them to see as we respond or walk through circumstances. um, They, when we rest in the Lord, which I will tell you, all of this has come from a point where I felt like I I was just at the end where I had no answers. I wanted to do things better, and he just, my inability is what the Lord used to draw me His to strength him. is made perfect in our weakness. Yes, yes. <laughs> because, you know, I, sometimes that, sometimes it's not a safe place to be successful, and I think that that's... Uh, it's a good place to be, mm-hmm. and um, you do want to come to the shepherd with that, and I think that that's where the children have helped me, because in trying to communicate to them and my love for them and wanting them to thrive and wanting them to be in love with him and to feel safe and secure and to be all that they can be for the Lord, mm-hmm. and I... Um, in trying to communicate that to them, the Lord definitely blessed me back in realizing that He loved me the same way. Mm-hmm. 
So that's great. Awesome. And then you had mentioned before the dialogue in your home has changed since talking about the shepherd. Absolutely. There was a day where I was at the end of myself and I thought, I am not able to do this. This is just above me. I, I'm not capable. And Rebecca, I was thinking these thoughts. I don't know if she saw it in my face or what, but she walks up behind me and slips her little arms around my waist and gives me a hug and said, Mommy, did you know God made you just the way you are and he has a special plan for you? And I thought, wow. She's listening. She's getting it. (laughs) She did. And I, that encouraged me. And I thought if I had been talking to her a different way, you know, those words would be coming Mm -hmm. out. And, um, it's important the way that I correct her, because those are the words that she's going to be repeating in public, like maybe in a grocery store or something. If it's always, um, this consequence is going to come to you if you do this, then that's the only way I'm going to be able to communicate to her other places. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this in in Becca, but I've seen Eden several times. I get a glimpse of how I respond as a mom when I catch Eden with her baby dolls. Oh, yes. You know, there's, (laughs) there's been times where, you know, you didn't listen to me. You're in trouble. But then there's been times where I see the, no, we use our hands for kindness. We use our words for truth. And it's just a little glimpse that the Lord gives me that's like, keep going. They're getting it. Um, But that's great. I love how that has changed the dialogue in your home. Yes. Just focusing on the shepherd. And they pick up so much more than we give them credit for. They really do. That's great. That's great. And, you know, especially in these little years before they're saved, God's given us the unique opportunity to plant the seeds of truth in their heart that we are praying will spring up. You know, we've talked about outdoors. Eden and I, um, we talk about trees a lot. (laughs) And, you know, in the Bible, God often refers to us as plants. Right now we're going through Psalm 1 about the tree, you know, planted by the rivers of water and how, you know, she'll say, Mommy, I'm a little sapling and you're the big tree. (laughs) You know, but as, you know, the Bible talks about different examples of us as plants, you know, we are to bear fruit. And so we've talked about, you know, as you're growing and growing, God wants us to be a strong tree that has roots deep in his truth that produces fruit for him. Um, But back it up. She's not a big tree yet. You know, we are planting the seeds of truth in their hearts that we hope will one day become that strong tree with deep roots. Um, But I love this idea of God as our shepherd, just another seed that we can stick in their hearts, teaching them. Like you said, they're not saved yet, but already you're seeing their hearts endeared to their shepherd. So that that moment when they do realize that they're a sinner and they're confronted with that, and they have the opportunity to make that choice, that we pray that all the truth that we've put into them will bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Um, So that's great. So any closing thoughts? I know you mentioned a little bit about how this teaching your kids has worked in your heart. I know we've talked before about, you know, the more, at least for me, the more I pour something into my kids and try to teach them the truth, the more I feel like God uses that mirror of his word to be like, okay, you're trying to like fine tune the things in them, but you have some major tuning that needs done in your own heart. Let's, you know, work on them, teach them, train them, But that does not 
alleviate my responsibility for my own heart and my own actions. So as you've studied the scripture in this way, as you've come to see Christ as the shepherd, has God done some tuning in your heart? <laughs> most definitely has. I think that it's, he's really taught me that it's okay sometimes not to have answers mm-hmm. and it's okay to rest where I am. And sometimes I think that the Lord uses things to not let you get comfortable because there's danger when you get comfortable yeah. and when you become successful. And I, not that all success is bad by all means, but I think that sometimes we see ourselves as broken when things are not going well, especially as a mom. Mm-hmm. You're one you're trying you're in that rhythm of trying to get everybody clothed and fed and sl- in bed and um, there's constant interruptions and you're not able to meet your personal expectations a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm just it's just me. But. No, no, I agree. <laughs> but and then um, Satan's thrown in the whole level of comparison, which even more yes, can and break some, us down. And sometimes I think it's easy for us to look at another person and not understand their trials may mm-hmm. be different than ours, and they may be at the same level of brokenness, even though the circumstances are yeah. not the same that brought them to that point, and that um, the shepherd can still be there for us in the same way in our inability Mm -hmm. you know maybe um i think for me as a mom in that stage i would see another hurting mom and the lord would burden me so bad and i thought i just don't even think that this train wreck can help that train wreck (laughs) (laughs) um, but when the lord gives you something insights given for prayer and Mm -hmm. you can always start there and ask him lord what is something specific i can do i am so burdened to be an encouragement to that person, but I don't know how I can make it happen. Let her cross my path. And mm-hmm. do you know more times than not, uh, or maybe it's not a good time and ask him to not let it happen if it's not. <laughs> so if I need to say something, give me a specific mm-hmm. need that I can meet and help with or something like that. And I think that the Lord just um, really made himself real in meeting me right where I was, mm-hmm. not I didn't have to reach a certain level of accomplishment, you know. He's or, so faithful. I mean, in Psalms, it talks about he reaches into the miry clay and sets our feet on a rock. He you does. Know? And you don't have to be a certain level or reach a certain expectation in mm-hmm. order for him to start working. He starts where you are right now. And you just walk in the light that you have, and he gives you more light. And I, that's where I, I see the path with that as well. Um, you know, following him, if we just walk in the light that we have, he gives us that next step. So Mm -hmm. as a mom, it's encouraging to know that this moment is all we have to really worry about, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow or around the corner. Yeah, no, that's great. And you kind of opened with this thought and you wrapped it up with this thought of you needed more than you could get from yourself and you turned to Christ and he met you where you were and he gave you what you asked for. Um, I talk about this a little bit in my episode, Our Quest for Wisdom. We were kind of in the same way in different circumstances, Mm -hmm. but God brought us to the end of ourselves and we just said, Lord, I don't really even know what it is I'm asking for. I just need you. And he's so faithful to give us himself. And it's almost like sometimes I stand back in awe and watch as he continues to unfold the answer to my prayer of, I need you, Lord. Um, 
And I hope we continue as our kids grow and Lord willing, come to know Christ as their savior. I am excited to watch as their hearts come to know their shepherd in just more and more ways. Um, so that's great. Katie, this has been such a blessing to me. Um, I know it's going to bless many other moms, whatever your state. And I know we talked about a lot about having little kids. Um, this really, the principles of Scripture, I've said it before, the principles of Scripture apply whatever stage, whatever circumstance. If we share truth, there is something that you can take from this and get strength from because it's coming from God's Word. So whatever your circumstance, whatever your kids' ages, whatever level of exasperation or brokenness you may feel, turn to Christ. He's there. He's ready and waiting, and He wants to show you that He is our Good Shepherd and that He loves us and He cares for us. And so I hope this episode was an encouragement to you. I'm actually going to close this with prayer. Um, So let's pray together, and then we'll wrap up this episode. Lord, I thank you so much that you are our good shepherd. Lord, I thank you for your word that you've left for us and just the many truths and just deep riches that we find in its pages. Lord, I thank you for Psalm 23 and how you teach us that you are the shepherd. Lord, we are but silly sheep that don't know where to go, where to turn, how to take care of ourselves, Lord, but you are there, ever watchful, always patient, always tender. And I thank you for how you shepherd my heart. I thank you for how um, you used Katie to bring these ideas to my heart and mind as I try to teach my little sheep that you've entrusted to me for this short time. And I do pray that you will just be with our families or be with each family um, that represents the ladies that are listening to this episode. I pray that we will just glorify our shepherd, that we will fall in love with you, and that we will just pass that down to our kids, that they will come to know their good shepherd and that we will just stay close by your side as you lead us in the paths of life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Katie, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been such a blessing. Um, I'm so thankful for you. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for letting me come. Yeah, definitely. If this episode has been a blessing or an encouragement to you, um, you can feel free to like, share, and subscribe to it. You can also follow my motherhood journey on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore, and you can read my blog at nohighercalling.org. I look forward to joining you ladies next week. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.